those who wonder who I am, just one more time, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Father Janusz Mokarski. Uh, three weeks ago, Father Pollard and Father Sina introduced me, but maybe some people are not here. Uh, originally, I'm from Poland, uh, but I'm a priest uh, ordained on Long Island, the Diocese of Rockville Center, and I came to this area to study psychology at the Divine Mercy University or the Institute of Psychological Sciences, known, um, I think, for more years like that. And I'm really honored to be here with you. If I commit any uh, liturgical sin, please forgive me, because uh, I'm learning the space as well, and as, as well as well as the people. Today, uh, gospel passage uh, is a kind of a challenge to all of us because we live in times that we kind of like, we cannot tell anybody anything, and the gospel says quite clearly that we should kind of correct each other, but we should do it always with the fraternal charity. But before I go to the gospel, permit me to start first uh, with the first reading. Because in the first reading, we hear kind of a strange, uh, for our times, expressions when uh, God speaks through the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, you son of man, I have appointed you watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. I appointed you a watchman. And we should ask ourselves, what is a watchman? Perhaps uh, we, we didn't see anything like that in our times. It, it's like guards, right? A uh, watchman was someone who would be standing on the walls uh, of the city or by its gates in order to watch uh, and to guard against any danger. So the role of the watchman is not to enjoy his life just being there, but be always ready to warn the people about the coming danger. And God appointed prophet Ezekiel, as well as many other prophets, to be watchmen for the people of Israel. And his role, therefore, was to warn the chosen people about the imminent dangers looming over them if they continue their sinful life. That's why we hear these words, I have appointed you the watch, a watchman over Israel, and you have to speak about that danger. And I think we can apply this to our times as well, to all of us, because each one of us, by the virtue of baptism and confirmation, we have been set as watchmen as well. We have to guard our families, our lives, our church against the imminent dangers, and we have to speak up sometimes, even when it is difficult. So this brings us to, to the gospel, uh, which, in which Jesus, in this passage, is challenging the people of our times. It is almost unthinkable that uh, you go and tell someone that you know in the church, think about this, uh, your brother or sister in the church, not the blood sister or brother, but in the church, brothers and sisters in faith, and you know that someone is doing wrong, and you go and tell them. That's very difficult. That's very challenging. But we should notice something else in the gospel today. Because Jesus says, if your brother sins against you. So the matter is really against you. It's like between us first. It is some kind of a personal uh, component to that. So Jesus refers, before you even start re reprimanding anybody or excluding anybody, go and tell him or 
her face to face. Everything should be done here in the context of fraternal charity, like we hear in the second reading um, from St. Paul to the Romans when he says, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. So whatever we do, we should do always in the context of love. So this is not so much to scold anybody or just to point out you're really wrong, but to help that person to recognize his or her sinfulness and to come back to the community. Because that thing is, there's a component here of the community always. It is to restore the person to the fullness of community. Because what, what does the sin do to us? And I think we should ask us uh, ourselves. The sin alienates us. There is no private sin. We sometimes think, you know, this is a private thing. It doesn't matter, really. It does matter. Think about the analogy of the connected tubes. Like you do some experiments in the laboratory, and then you pour water into one tube and fills up with the other one. And then if it's empty in one, and gets empty in the other one. It's like in our lives. In our lives, if we become empty, it gets empty around us as well. And sin is like disease spreading around. But God's grace is much greater. God's grace is much greater. That, that is why we see this in kind of a juxtaposition of the sin and God's grace when Jesus then tells about the community praying together, that we should pray together in order to win, our, win over our brothers and sisters. And Jesus says in the gospel that we just heard, Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So look, in the same gospel passage, we hear about correcting someone. It's a call to correction. It is our responsibility. We cannot just shy away from that. If I see something wrong, I have to do it. Parents that know that very well with their children. If you do not correct it immediately, if that thing continues, that may be really a big problem in the future. But we are afraid of doing this with ourselves sometimes in our communities. But this is our responsibility to win over a brother or sister in faith so that we all may be really healthy and a good, strong community. And we do that. If we cannot do it, Jesus gives us three steps, basically, how to do it first personally, then with two witnesses, and then with the whole church, with the whole community. So it's always within the context of community. But then, if even that doesn't work, so you go and pray. For Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Let us also ask the Blessed Mother, I always invoke the Blessed Mother at the end of, at the, end of the homily, uh, that she may teach us what it means to be truly humble in love. She, that she may help us to build our community, for she was also present with the disciples in the upper room at the moment of the descent of the Holy Spirit. And may she intercede, therefore, for us to be united in prayer so that Jesus 
Jesus' words may be fulfilled and that he may be always amongst us. Amen.